0: Podcast. I am your host, Nate. Some would even call me Greater Nate, still holding that title over Lesser Nate for the past three years. And I, of course, am joined, as always, by Tony. There is no Greater or Lesser Tony. There is only one, but one is all we need. Trust me, we do not need more of this guy running around. No, one is Together, funny. we form what can be described as two old... I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Together, we form as what can best be described as two old white dudes talking about a kid's game. The <laughs> Filthy Netdeckers podcast. Nice. If you'd like to find me on the internet, I'm Darth Heretic, and Tony is NTG underscore Tony. And if you'd like to find both of us, just look up the Filthy Netdeckers on pretty much any social media sites. That's where we be. Are we on Threads yet, Tony?
1: <clears throat> I'm sure you already created a Threads account. I did not. Put it under the I Filthy Netdeckers not. name. You no. didn't? No, no, no.
0: All right. I was just I, I, I am on enough social thing.
1: medias as it is now.
0: I heard Threads was a new thing and Twitter's going to die and Thread, I'm like, "Did Tony set up a, us up a Threads yet?" No. Okay. No. Our favorite place for you to find us though is of course our Patreon. That's where all the cook kids hang out. Oh, well, no, that's what supposed to wrote. say. cool. I'm just reading what he wrote. No, that's where the you cool kids. have access kids. to our Discord where you can get a hold of us at almost all hours of the day or night. The cat just knocked
1: over a can. Nate, considering we're already at episode one hundred eight, and this is the last possible chance, I have to talk about fa- favorite radio stations.
0: Yep, yep. I'm not even remotely surprised by this, Tony. And you of knew course, this, when I woke up this morning.
1: You knew it was going to be FND Kiss one hundred eight.
0: Yep, I knew it. <laughs> I knew that's exactly what it was going to be.
1: Yep. Um, I was actually an adult when I realized that Kiss one hundred eight was a station in the Kiss FM group of like other broadcast stations. And they're like everywhere. There's a bunch of kiss stations.
0: I wasn't an adult, but I was definitely a mid teen when I realized that the radio I listened to wasn't local radio like I thought it was, as much as it was broadcast radio. That you go out to. My mom went on a trip to Las Vegas and heard like. our local radio station out there was like, I thought this was local, and yeah, nope, not at all.
1: Yeah, they'll play like I think Maddie in the Morning played out there. Yep. Which was always strange to me. Like, yep. that's exactly what it was. I was in Vegas mm-hmm. and I heard Maddie in the morning, and I'm like, that is so weird. Like Isn't
0: that my local morning radio station? And it is. It is our
1: local one from Boston. Yep. But they were syndicated out there. Yep. <clears throat> and uh anyway. Yeah, there apparently is a bunch of them. And, um, of course, when you think of Kiss 108, and you can't think of that station, not think of Maddie in the Morning. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, the show was on the radio in Boston from 1980 through 2022. Holy crap. Right? And he I just d- retired. I
0: not think I realized it was over with. I don't listen <clears throat> to radio anymore, so I didn't realize it was over with. Yeah, it was actually
1: big news when uh, Matt Siegel, the host of the show, uh, announced his retirement last year. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was like October, I think, of last year. Hmm. And people were like... Tearing up, there was a whole bunch of different posts about how much they were going to miss them.
0: You know, people get into their routines. If you wake up every morning and go to work and listen to this, you know, as your morning thing, I can understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like Greg in the Morning Buzz. When that Mm -hmm. goes off the air, I'm going to be, not in Mm -hmm. tears, but I'll be certainly upset.
0: I'm sure there'll be 10 people who would be upset if we stopped doing this podcast.
1: I mean, I can see hundreds of people... ...being totally upset by this.
0: Yeah, sending us messages being like, why are you guys retiring? Yeah, sure. Okay, Tony. Yep.
1: I mean, if we just do this for another 20, 30 years, we'll probably have hundreds of listeners. Sure. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> anyway. While we don't have another preview card for you this week, we do have an exciting show lined up. Uh, first, we're going to start out with our FND 101, a fan favorite segment, where we go over the week that was in our lives... Next, we're going to move on to Casual Upgrades, a segment that helps you enjoy the game of Magic just a little bit more than you used to. Thirdly, we're going to go to our most fantastic segment, Magic News of the Week, Minnow, as I like to call it. It is um, officially our fastest-growing segment, and if you like it, please, please let me know. Uh, We got some big fish to fry during that segment. Anyway, lastly, we have our flagship segment, Decklists of the Week, which doesn't have anything funny in it, but, you know, fish. Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) Tony, I think that entire paragraph flopped.
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. I like that. I thought you'd like that f 101. Nate, what'd you do this week?
0: Um, worked. I've been watching uh, the Indiana Jones movies, because mm-hmm. we're going to go see the new one. It came out a couple weeks ago, but we're going to go see it this weekend. So I've been watching all the Indiana Jones movies, catching up on those. They're good, or bad, depending on which movie you're watching.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah. I enjoy them. You know, we've been watching. You know, everyone in the house. We have five people sitting there every night watching them and making fun of the terrible special effects. Oh, well, some of those effects were bad. I really oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It was the eighties. I get that, but I still like go back at Star Wars, and it isn't that bad. But I know that Star Wars they've updated later on too. So, so maybe I got to give it a little bit of a break. I don't know. I don't know. I'm enjoying them regardless. Because clearly I'm a Lucasfilm fan. I like Yep, yep, that you are. I like it. there's Ooh. one scene in the movie where he says a line, and, and I'm like, yeah, you can take the Harrison Ford out of Star Wars, <laughs> but you can't take the Star Wars out of Harrison Ford, because that's a Han Solo line right there. That is exactly something Han Solo would say. And I'm sure he had I forget what the line is now, but I'm sure it was like he said that in Star Wars. That, that is a line Han Solo says in Star Wars, 100%. Yep, I see yep. Star Wars. I, yep. I've watched Star Wars too many times to know that. If there was a new Star Wars movie, I wouldn't have to watch rewatch the Star Wars movies to watch it. I would,
1: but I don't right.
0: have to. New Indiana Jones movies, I kind of have to watch the old ones. It's been too long. Star Wars, it's never been too long. I don't think I've actually watched the new Star Wars, any Star Wars movies, since I moved into the house. And that's been a oh, wow. year now. So, maybe that needs to get rectified.
1: Yeah, maybe I think it does. it's Star
0: Wars marathon. <clears throat>
1: One of the guys I bowled against. Huge Indiana Jones fan. Yeah? Yes. And, like, his profile picture is him in his Indiana Jones costume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That big of a fan. Okay. So, he went to go see it on an opening night. Yep. And there was another guy who looked just like him. Yep. Also dressed mm-hmm. fully yep. as Indiana Jones. It was pretty funny.
0: Did he enjoy the movie?
1: Yeah, of course. I assume I don't know.
0: Okay, but I'm Facebook, Facebook
1: friends with them. I'm not real friends with them.
0: Okay, you are like, yeah, of course he enjoyed it, but not everyone is enjoying this movie. That's all. yeah.
1: I, I didn't ask him. I just saw the picture of him and the, you know, his twin brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of funny.
0: I remember going forever ago to a, uh, to a comic con, and I was dressed as Captain Hammer. And if you don't know who Captain Hammer is, it's fine. Um, And as I walk, and I'm with a girlfriend who is not a nerd whatsoever, who just went to be supportive. Mm -hmm. And so we're at, it's Boston Comic Con, so it's not a huge one. And I'm walking past and I see somebody else dressed as Mal Reynolds. And you don't know who Mal Reynolds is, and that's fine. But Mal Reynolds and Captain Hammer are both played by the same actor. Okay. So I stop, I look at him, and I go captain and he looks at me and he goes captain i shake his hand and we move on my girlfriend's like who was that like that was that uh, captain Mal Reynolds. and you had to stop and say captain and he had to say captain to you is this some sort of nerd <laughs> thing i'm unaware of and i'm like we were both played by the same actor it's like walking up and seeing yourself wearing different clothes so i had to give him the old captain he's my captain i'm his captain We say captain and move on. And she goes, that's weird. I'm like, it's great.
1: (laughs) I think it's great and weird, but (laughs) yeah.
0: I just stopped him with captain. He went captain without even, without even like, it it was a hundred percent. He knew what he needed to say there. We needed to shake hands and move on. It was as if we had done that a hundred times before. (laughs) It was that smooth. And that's why she was like, do you know him? No, don't know who that was at all. I just know he's me and I am him and we share the bond of being here both dressed as Nathan Fillion. We both have that shared experience. So yeah, I get that. I get the it, I get mm-hmm. going to things dressed as. A, I've gone to Star Wars things dressed as a Jedi. Yes. I went to what was the, the most thing- I went to Guardians of the Galaxy dressed as a Mandalorian. Guardians of the Galaxy, I went to see it on May 4th, so it was Star Wars Day. So I dressed up because it was Star Wars Day.
1: I am not a dressed up person.
0: I love dressing up in ridiculous things for ridiculous reasons. I love it.
1: I hate it with a passion. No, I don't like it at all.
0: Not like dress nice, but dress ridiculous. I want to go dressed in in a Mandalorian onesie with a Mandalorian helmet and get people going, who the hell, and just wave.
1: Yep, yeah. That's Love the difference it. between me and you for sure.
0: Love it. It's ridiculous. What about you? How was your week,
1: Tony? Yeah, it was pretty good. We had our preview card, obviously. Oh my god. So we How spent amazing. all day. Uh I don't know if you did, but I know I spent all day looking at the uh comments and sharing it mm-hmm. wherever I could. It was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> and maybe not the best card in the Explorer anthology.
1: No, no, but that's another one for later. But I still think it's good, though.
0: It is very good, and we were like, did we get the best? And we didn't, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Explorer Anthology is a decent one.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, And then I had some bowling drama this week.
0: Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Someone go over the line
1: again? I mean, not not to me. But (laughs) a couple of my fans apparently were going to other Candlepin TikTokers. And telling them how much they suck and I'm way better than them.
0: Well, that's just mean.
1: <clears throat> it's just mean. And so then those people felt like I'm sending the people over and, like, yeah, attacking yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And no matter how many times I apologized for it and said I have nothing to do with this. I would never mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. They don't believe me. They think it's a did, personal attack and...
0: Did you send out one of those, hey everybody... There is space for everybody <coughs> I did, Of
1: course I did, yep, yep. Good, good, good.
0: Again, I, I mean, that's all I can do, time time. right? Yeah, that, that is all you can do is go, look, I don't condone going and attacking other people and saying they suck. I don't condone that at all. Please don't do that under my name.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. Everyone was naming me. They're like, oh, you know, you guys suck. Tony is the man. We only need one TikToker that does play bowling, and it's Tony. And I'm like, why? What? Don't yeah. do that! No, please don't do that.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely Roman TikTok for more than one candlepin bowler.
1: Yes, absolutely is. And the more people they bring into candlepin TikTok stuff, the more those people are going to see my stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Yes, please Correct. bring in more people.
0: Oh, that's that mm. is awful.
1: Yeah, I agree. That
0: being said, you know you've made it when.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Still, but. No! I'm
0: but you know you've made it when you have drama of other people telling other people that they suck so much because you exist. Or you also know you've made it, and this is how I know we haven't made it yet, when people start <laughs> posting up negative comments to troll you. We haven't gotten that yet. You haven't gotten that yet, yet. Those are the two times you know you've made it.
1: Oh, I get trolls all the time. Yeah? Oh, my! so many people are, you know, like, Oh, this is, you know, little kids bowling. Why are you wasting your time with this? Why don't you become a man and go real bowling? <laughs> All the time. I get, but I oh, just.
0: That's how you know you've made it. When
1: you I always just let it slide you. up at my back. I'm like, oh, it's actually great because little kids can bowl this. Mm-hmm. They don't need to hold a 10 pound ball. They can. Four year olds mm-hmm. can bowl candlepin bowling and it is great for them.
0: Yeah. And
1: You're then like, okay, they're like, well, come on, come <laughs> on and
0: bring your 10 pin down. You do a 10-pin lane next to my candle pin lane, and we'll see who throws the ball faster. Let's go.
1: (laughs) It's definitely going to be me. Come on. Well, you're talking about your big balls. And then um, I've been working with the Toy Soldier and uh, Bear Brewing, uh, which is a brewery in uh, my town. Mm -hmm. And Beowulf came to me because I know the guy who runs the events there. And he's like, Tony, I want to have a magic tournament at the brewery. It's like, can you talk to Mick over at the Toy Soldier and get something going? And I was like, I don't know what I can do to bring people down there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the thing we do the best is EDH. You know, mm-hmm. like our Commander Knights have consistently 20 people showing up. And it's been fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, is that going to be good enough to go down there? I'm like, you know what would be really good? A CEDH tournament. Because making it an actual tournament. Like, granted, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be the same local people that always go to these things. Yeah. But they'll just bring their most competitive decks. hmm And um, I talked to Mick about it, and he's like, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. I'm like, well, I need a big prize at the end. Yeah. He's like, okay, wh- what do you want? I'm like, yeah, you know that tropical island you have? Like, can we give that away? He's like, "Um, oh, how much is that worth? I'm like, I don't know, $400, $450? Mm-hmm. he's like ah, am I going to make enough money off this to cover that like yes yes you will so mm-hmm. he's letting me give that away he's letting me give away a set booster box and, and it's going to be August 2nd a box of what um, probably whatever is the most recent uh, standard set so I, I think at that point it'll still be uh, March of the Machines
0: March of the Machines
1: yeah okay unless he lets me take a Lord of the Rings but I'm doubting that that's going to be the case I think it's going to be a little too much money Mm-hmm. But either way, I think it's going to be a great time. And uh, nice. I'm excited to, like, run my first event.
0: Nice. Like,
1: you know, where I'm doing everything behind the scenes for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. And then, of course, it's at a brewery. So, you know, you can drink beer and run it at the same time. Nice. That sounds great.
0: Sure, Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll see how toadies, it goes.
0: Tony's got sloshed. You lose.
1: Bye. <laughs> Wait, is that a proxy? DQ, no prize. <laughs> if you don't have a Black Lotus, you can't play this game. Black Lotus is down. Are you allowing proxies? I think so, yeah. How many? So I thought of a rule that I thought would be fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, if you're we're doing proxies, I need to know this information.
1: Um, so I'm... Other people said this is not fun and I should just allow proxies as long as they're... You know, like, the whole deck isn't proxied, basically. Okay, but, but
0: that but that's why you need a number, because at what point... That's <clears throat> what I mean. You, you can't be vague with it at all. You need to be very yeah. specific.
1: I'm just going and to allow proxies.
0: Just straight up allow them? Yep. Okay.
1: You know, um, but I thought it would be fun if I allowed proxies as many as you want... But your starting life total becomes one less for each proxy you have. Okay. Because I thought that would be super cool, but then people were like, well, what if, you know, they say they're running eight proxies in their deck, but there's actually 12. Are you going to go through each one and figure out if they're a proxy or not? And I was like, no, I'm not going to go through 16 decks of 100 cards trying to figure out if one <laughs> is... by yourself. No. No, no, no. It's it's not worth it. And then, especially if people are running high quality proxies, am I going to take out these cards out of their sleeves to determine if oh. they're real? Which is why I am just saying, you can you you can use proxies. That's okay. fine. You know what I mean? It's not it's not worth it, in my I opinion.
0: Understand. And it's not going to be sanctioned under under wizards. So yep, exactly. Long well, unless it's not san- a sanctioned tournament from Wizards, you can have them run proxies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So, you want to move on to some casual upgrades?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, casual upgrades. Okay. Today's upgrade, I think, is a little bit different than normal. I want to mm-hmm. talk about trading magic cards.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, this is a trading card game, after all. hmm Do you actually trade ever, Nate? Uh,
0: very, very rarely, very rarely.
1: See, I do it all the time. Yeah. I when I come to uh, work on Mondays, I bring a couple binders and then whatever people need, I'll trade things out. Mm-hmm. And I like the fancy cards, mm-hmm. so I will generally be trying to get like an eighty dollar, you know, shieldred. Yep. And I will have four twenty dollar cards that they will want. Yeah. Yep. So it's a it's a nice you know trade like that, because I like the nice-looking cards. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a sucker for a foil. But when I was a kid, and like was just starting to play this game, there was no way to tell what was worth money and what was worthless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I distinctly remember trading my uh, dual lands for Urtai Wizard Adept.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Um, and there was a bunch of bad trades I did throughout, because I didn't really understand how much mm-hmm. things were worth at the time.
0: And the wasn't at your fingertips.
1: Exactly. Now it's a lot easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So most players now can come to an average value for trades and be happy with it. One person wants a $5 card. Their trade partner is looking for two $2.50 cards. Match mm-hmm. made in heaven. Uh, that's obviously when it's at its best. Sometimes the value is a little upside Someone wants a $20 card and their trade partner wants six cards that are worth $21. Mm-hmm. And so generally you just kind of, well,
0: Totally a take.
1: I'm kind of losing out, but it's, it's close mm-hmm. enough. Um, and then the ones that you really have to watch out for are the ones where one person has no idea what they have mm-hmm. and they get like ripped off. And it, this doesn't happen nearly as much as it like, used to, obviously. Yep. Um, information is just so easy to find now. So basically, in conclusion, be informed on what you're trading, help out other players that might be uninformed, and uh, just kind of like work together, you know. Because it's a great way to save money, it's a very expensive game, and we should be working together to make the game as cheap as possible for us.
0: I agree. Hmm, Nice. My problem I find with trading is I can never find what I'm looking for. People are always like, oh yeah, I want this, and I'm like, you have a binder of nothing.
1: I cannot use any of
0: these cards, so thank you for finding something of interest, thank you for looking, but that was pointless. Because I'm looking for like four specific, very specific cards. And you don't have them. Sorry. You know what I mean? That's what I end up finding with trading. Yep, and yep. I'm very rarely in a position of they want a card. And I'm like, you know, I could take 10 cards out of this and be good with it. You know, I could take three cards and be good. I, I never find that I get the value that I'm looking for in trades. I never find the cards I'm looking for. I never find it, yeah. which leads me to trade less, which means when I do trade, I'm not finding what I look for, and it's a vicious circle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, for me, I don't necessarily take cards that I want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just, like, I look for the pretty stuff, because I don't play a ton of paper magic anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm not usually looking for something, and then when I am, I will just come right out and ask everybody, like, yeah, <clears throat> when I was looking for a Journey to, uh, to Nyx. I was like, okay, guys, I need a journey. Let's go. <laughs> everybody give them to me.
0: I'm sure working at a game store with players that walk in it makes, your, makes it easier to trade as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and everyone comes to me like, Tony, do you have this? And I get messages all day long on usually Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Can you bring this in? Can you bring this in? Can you bring this in?
0: <laughs> and so before I even
1: go to work, I have to start going through my binders trying to find all these cards. That's funny. Yeah. Let's talk about the minnow, huh?
0: Minnow! The little
1: fish that could.
0: Hate you. Hate you. All right. Do we want to start with uh, the with voice of Resurgence? <laughs> Is that where we're going to start? Voice oh, of course. Resurgence. That's
1: the most important thing that happened this oh, week right. in Magic.
0: It's so pretty.
1: So, yeah, the card voice of Resurgent was, um, Resurgence was spoiled by the greatest podcast of all time.
0: The greatest podcast hosted by two old white dudes. Ooh, talk about a kids about game. A kids game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of other cards that were previewed here.
0: Um, I don't think I saw all of these actually. Um, Golgari Simic, is it Gruul and Orszov charms?
1: Yes, just a couple of them.
0: I didn't see those. That's cool. Um, I mean, out of them, like, is it Charm is a very good card, and Golgari Charm is a very good card. <coughs> Oh, they don't have Rakdos. I like Rakdos Charm. Yep, yeah, yeah. See, with all That'll of those... That'll be in the uh, next one. All of those little 1-1 decks spouting out right now, Rakdos Charm, each creature deals 1 damage to its controller. That's what I want to be doing. Oh, yeah. you, well, you got you Golgari. Have... Well, that only gives them minus 1, minus 1. If they've already played, like, the Loxodon and pumped up their creatures, Golgari Charm isn't going to do much about them. But the Rakdos Charm will still make them all deal damage to their controller, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: that is definitely true.
0: But these these are still very good. I don't mind Gruul Charm either.
1: Uh, I think about damage through. So if we're going to start at the top, like, Blue has Cyclonic Rift. That's going to be great in Historic Brawl.
0: Sure, I mean... That's
1: the only place it's going to see play.
0: The problem is... You only have one opponent, and Cyclonic Rift works great when you have three.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: That like, I'm not very, I'm not a remotely excited about Cyclonic Rift. I'm really not.
1: in my, uh, my Jacob Hauken deck, I will definitely be playing this, because River's Rebuke is still one of my favorite cards to play in there, Mm -hmm. and then having this is the same exact thing, and it's Mm -hmm. just one, more mana expensive.
0: Yeah. and red has uh, Shrapnoblast and Abbot of Carol Keep. What, what I don't is care about Abbot,
1: either of these two cards.
0: But, like, Shrapnoblast could be okay. There are decks with Shrapnoblast. But, like, what what is Abbot and why isn't it anything else that we could use for Pioneer?
1: Um, because when Abbot first came out, they were saying that this was the Dark Confidant of red. Sure. They swore up and down that this was going to be the 2-drop two 2-1 two that was going to define red.
0: When it enters the battlefield, exile the top card of your library, Until end lend of turn, you may play that card. How is that Dark Confidant? It draws you a card.
1: It's a 2-mana
0: 2-1. But it draws you a card, not a card every turn. And the 2-mana yes. two 2-1 two is not what we're looking at at Dark Confidant.
1: It's like they were trying to get one for each color. Like, you have Thalia. In white, you have Dark Confidant in black. This was supposed to be the red version of the red 2 1 for two. Sure. Sure. It's but it awful. never really panned out that well.
0: Yeah, no, it's awful.
1: I don't think it's an awful card. I think it's a fine card, but it's certainly not one I want to play.
0: It's not one that gets played in Pioneer, and it's, shouldn't the whole point of Explorer Anthology be putting cards into Pioneer to make Explorer, Pioneer, and this some of these cards don't do that. Some very much, I believe, do. And some very much, I believe, don't.
1: Yep. Uh, For green, we got some good cards. We do. We have four good cards, actually, I think.
0: Uh, Eidolon of Blossoms is a four-mana 2-2 that when it or another enchantment enters the battlefield, draw a card, don't we have cheaper than that? Hasn't that been... Isn't there better when an enchantment enters the battlefield, draw a card for cheaper?
1: Only the uh, um, the white-green one, the creature, that's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one does that. I forget the name yeah, of it. But... Yeah, yeah, I
0: know what you're talking about now.
1: <clears throat> and so this is a not-legendary version of it.
0: Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Court of Calling, though. Court of Calling's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Court of Calling will be thrown into those Coco <laughs> decks, trying to combo out with a specific card, and Cord will find it for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, definitely. It's going to go in a lot of Elf decks.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: um, they're going to be able to find their Crater Hoof very easily.
0: Very easy with that, yep. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Um, World Spine Worm, I think, is a great card. I love World Spine Worm. I um, used to have a deck, a paper deck, years ago where I had a creature that was a 1-1, a 2-2, a 3-3, a 4-4, a 5-5, a 6-6. Hmm. All, I, it was a 12-12, a 13-13. Not a 14-14, because Magic has never printed one. Still to this day, Magic has never printed a 14-14. And then my 15-15 was World Spine Worm. And nice. then I used to use Sneak Attack, pay one red mana, put the World Spine Worm into play, attack at the end of turn, I have to sacrifice World Spine Worm, and now I have 3 five fives. 5-5s. the way to do it. Love me some World spineworms Love that card. Um, does it see Pioneer play?
1: Not that I know of.
0: Yeah, again, this is a card that could be replaced with something that we actually need for Pioneer, is my only thought.
1: But I think this card will definitely go in Historic Brawl decks. Yeah, And they're oh, trying 100%. to grow that, too. Historic Brawl is the number two played format on Arena. Really? I saw some stats about it. Uh, Standard is number one. Historic Brawl is number two. Explorer is number three. Or. Um, huh. Either Historic or Explorer is number three, and then the other one's right after that.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: Yep. I, yeah, Historic I Brawl t- is the most. I other tend than standard. I
0: stick to. To um, mm. Historic Brawl when I'm not laddering. I go and play Historic Brawl. because
1: it's, I think a lot of people just like the casualness of it. Mm-hmm. And if you're yeah. going on there, they don't want to play ranked all the time. Correct. And so. Around. Historic Brawl is the number two played format.
0: Yeah, I I, I see it. It's awesome. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I wish wish there was a more variety of decks in it. That's all. Sometimes I tend to see the same decks over and over again. But anyway, so for multicolored here, we've got, like I said, I already said the charms. Judge is familiar. It's
1: you didn't talk important. about Sylvan Scrying.
0: Didn't talk about Sylvan Scrying. It's Sylvan Scrying. Search your yeah. library for a land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. It's a card. It's
1: it okay. is a card. Yeah, it was, it was the least powerful of all of them.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: It'll help you get your journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's about it, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Or Lotus Bloom, if you, mm-hmm. you know, are playing that.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, so, ju- yeah. judges, judges Familiar is a fine card.
0: Yeah, it's not terrible. Again... I don't know. Is there a Pioneer deck that run is Judges Familiar? I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt not it. Not that so. I've
1: seen. Like maybe an Azorius Control deck, maybe, but.
0: Mm-hmm. but I not, don't think not, so. Not really, no. And then we got Voice. Voice Yay, is nice. Voice! Great card. We've talked about how good Voice is and where we want to run it. We, we didn't. None of what we said was going, we got Voice of Resurgence, let's talk up the card. Everything we said was legit about the card. It's a very good card. Yes. Is it the best in this? Probably not. There are some very good cards in it.
1: I mean, I assume you're talking about the next card, right?
0: Correct, yeah, yeah. Death, Deathrite <laughs> Shaman is kind of an absurdly powerful card.
1: Uh, I love Deathrite Shaman.
0: Um, it's legal in Pioneer, I'm assuming?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I guess with no fetch lands in the format it makes it a lot
1: better, yes.
0: a lot easier of a card to manage. Yep. But yeah, Deathrite Shaman is... The best card in here. With probably the second best mate, maybe being voice? I don't know. We've got an Locust Locus of Rage, which is a pretty good card as well.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Omnath. No? It's a seven-mana creature.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: You know, like, yeah, you can play a seven-mana creature, but I'm just not... If I'm going to play a seven-mana creature, give me...
0: You want to win with it. Yeah. I hear it.
1: I don't want to have to play a land in order to start doing stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Obsidat's a fun card, too. The Ghost Ob- Council.
0: Obsidat is one I hadn't seen until here. That is a fun card. I mean... It was fun when it came out. I don't know how much...
1: Okay. That's fair.
0: I, I don't know how much we're seeing Obsidat anymore.
1: Yeah, I just know it was fun when it came out. Like, I loved playing that card. It was so much fun. You know, but.
0: honestly... When we got Voice as our preview card, I was like, nice. We are going to get so many cards that are along the lines of maybe not in a lot of Pioneer decks, but in a couple. Like, Voice shows up in Pioneer decks. Obsidat doesn't.
1: No, it does not. Judge
0: is Familiar doesn't. Sylvan Scrying doesn't. Abbot of Carol Keep doesn't. These just don't show up in... Pioneer deck, so I got excited when we got Voice. We taught we said we thought we got the best card, and we didn't. There's a better card than it, but really, I wish we had more cards like it in this. That's all. It is good. I'm not not buying this. Definitely, it's definitely has the money you put into it. I think is worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
0: I don't, on the other hand, think it is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, For multicolor, we also have Zedagos, God of Revels, which is okay.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Sure. I don't see it. I haven't seen it being played that much. Nope. Um, And then we got the best artifact of all time.
0: Oh, man. When you you said, what (laughs) what do you think of if we had to preview this card? And I stand by my statement there.
1: A A quarter shield. Come on. Why are we getting this card?
0: If, if Wizards messaged us and said, we have a card for you to preview for the new thing, a quarter shield, my answer would have been hard pass. I'm doing no... Just just post <clears throat> it up and put... We, like, did a video. We worked a while on that video. We worked for over because,
1: an hour, at least on that video. Mainly
0: because we we stink at this stuff. But we, we worked for a while, figured out we wrote... We did a lot of work for that. We really did. I'm happy that you know, 83,000 people saw it because we put a lot of work into that. Yep. Um, I wouldn't have done that for a quarter shield. As I
1: I'm would saying. not have either, no. That's
0: all but... I'm saying. If they sent over a quarter shield, I would have been, just post it up on Twitter and let me know when you do and I'll share it. Yeah, that would have been what it was because what is that? Come on. What deck runs this?
1: <clears throat> um,
0: Cheer- Cheerios?
1: Some sort of eggs deck, yep. Yeah.
0: Exactly, some sort of eggs. Not one that gets run. Correct. Not one that ever gets played. And then six lands.
1: Yeah, five of them are the, you know, Tango lands.
0: They're okay. Do they get run? Is this possibly the worst dual cycle in Pioneer? The worst rare land dual cycle in Pioneer?
1: Uh, No. No? I, I could definitely see these being played. Yeah, like I like these ones. I think they're good.
0: The the only saving grace in these lands is the fact that they say that they are mountain forests, swamp yeah. mountain forest plains, which makes them fetchable, and we don't have fetches in this format. So, that, yeah, that's what that's what kind of kills it for these cards for me. Is the the these are best used as fetchable lands. And this isn't a fetchable format, so... Eh. That's how I feel about these. And then the other one we have here is Thespian Stage. Do we have anything good to copy with Thespian Stage? What are we doing with this card? Lotus Bloom? Like I said, do we have anything good to copy? I don't need three mana. Why not? Because I'm... Because Thespian Stage isn't here to make three mana. Thespian Stage is here to make Dark Depths. It's here to make Merit Lage. It's here to make um, oh, a this second, is a, this second is a, copy of what's it called there? Valakit, so we can deal more damage. It's there to make a second copy of Field of the Dead so we can have more creatures enter. It, just making three mana, is that worth the investment?
1: Yes, yes it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a mainstay in uh, Hidden Strings Lotus Combo, you know, decks. Is it? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, absolutely is. Yep. Okay. Because then when you start using Hidden Strings to untap, you know, a land or two, and then you untap them both. When Teferi untaps two, now you can mm-hmm. untap both of them. Okay. Yep. You you get the three mana without having to sacrifice two lands.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I have yet to ever see a Lotus player play that in Sack 2 Lands. Normally they have they
1: usually they have stifle
0: or the thing that says activated abilities can't be activated and I'm like, "Well, great. I'm playing <coughs> Angels. That helps me so much." Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: All right. So Explore Anthology. you buying it?
1: I'm buying it. Yes. I'm buying
0: it. I'm buying it as well. Yeah. I think you get the four thousand gems or twenty five hundred gold out of it, a hundred percent. I feel
1: like yeah. I do too. Yep.
0: This is a without a doubt. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> could it have been better? Oh yeah, it could have been. These lands could have been better lands. We don't need a like quarter the lands, shield. Yeah. Um, we we don't, don't need a quarter, need quarter shield. Just familiar. We don't need Sylvan Scrying. We don't need any of the red cards. Give me any better red cards than these. And yep. really, sure, Cyclonic Rift will. Go into historic brawl, but Explorer Anthology should be about making Pioneer on Arena, not helping Brawl. For bra- for helping Brawl out, that should be Historic Anthology. Oh, look at that. We did get one of those, too.
1: Yeah, see, I, I disagree. I think it should help Arena in general. And especially, like, the most played formats.
0: Okay. I hear you. I understand. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I know what you're saying, because you want to see Pioneer on there Dude, as soon as I possible.
0: Want Pi- I want Pioneer Arena, and I, I know I'm not
1: alone with that. I know a nope, lot of nope. people want Pioneer. Yep, definitely. I agree. All right. So, in Historic, I mean, we should be expecting some really powerful cards, right?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Sure. <sighs>
0: what, what, what? Some of these I'm seeing for the first time. I'm not going to oh. lie. I've seen a bunch of these. The one mana green spell I'm seeing for the first time, and I'm like really
1: let me scroll down to it Oh,
0: i i, I love the card but i really? love the card but you know I what love it's the card too but really in the year of our lord 2023 in a digital client
1: give me some nakaddle every time but uh, the good thing is i don't have to buy the historic anthology to play because it's a common so i can just use four common wild cards I love Wild Nacatl being an historic. Why? Will I make some decks? Yes. Will I lose? Yes.
0: Oh, it's so bad. Now, it used to be amazing. was It was, it was banned in Modern. the was was amazing.
1: It was banned. It was too strong. <coughs> that is not the oh. case anymore.
0: Correct. It's awful. All right, let's start at the top. We yes. got a uh, Sun Titan. Oh, Sun well, Titan. I love me a Sun Titan.
1: We have all the Titans.
0: I know. We have all the
1: Titans. um, Do they see play anywhere, really?
0: Um, um, This is... So, when you say that, Historic is not a format that sees play anywhere else. So they couldn't have seen play. The real question is, what are you going to do with the Titans? Which of the Titans are the best? In my opinion, Sun... And uh, Primeval are the two best, with Inferno being the third. But Primeval needs lands to find that are worth finding.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Do we have anything worth finding? My thought is this is historic. Could I use a 6-6 Trampler in my mono green deck that goes and finds me two a, uh, a um, Nykthos and another land? Yeah, that yeah. sounds very good. Honestly, I might try Primeval in my Mono Green deck. Other than that, I don't see any of these other ones being played anywhere. I know Sun Titan combos real well with things going from your graveyard. Coming back, yeah, there's true. a combo in there, I know, with Sun Titan in cards that that combos real well. So maybe <clears> somebody pulls off something like that with Sun Titan in Historic
1: is my Yeah, yeah. If you definitely have a creature that blinks something, Mm -hmm. and then you can also sacrifice that creature to something else, you could definitely loop everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure there will be some sort of Sun Titan loop in Historic that people are going to be upset about and go, why did we add this?
1: Eh, I don't think it's even that strong.
0: (laughs) Oh, correct. Oh, no, you're right. It's not that strong and easily beatable but there's going to be some sort of combo out there and people are going to be like, this needs to get banned. And everyone else is going to be like, not, not really.
1: Not, <laughs> not really. It's fine. Yeah, okay. I know what you're saying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now the next card in white, I am very excited for. I like this card. I do too. Uh, Giver of Giver give of runes.
0: It's great. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> stepmom. <laughs> stepmom. Exactly. Stepmom. Uh, one white mana for a one-two. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from the color of your choice.
0: Awesome, let's this go. This card sees a
1: bunch of play. This card's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love this yeah, card.
0: Yeah, this card, this card is a great addition.
1: <clears throat> Blue Frost that. Titan? Frost Titan, easily the worst Titan.
0: You think Frost Titan is the worst? Yes. Okay. I do. All right. He was in my <clears> Teferi <throat> uh, Commander deck for a long time. He's no longer I'm,
1: there. I don't think it's a bad card still. I just think <clears throat> the other Titans are better.
0: You think the Inferno Titan coming in f- dealing three damage is better than Frost Titan tapping something down, f- freezing something for a turn, and can't be the target of spells or abilities? It has Ward two.
1: <laughs>
0: Whenever <clears throat> Frost Titan becomes the target of spell and ability in a controls counter that spell or ability unless' a control. Why doesn't they? Ch- why didn't they just change that to Ward two?
1: They definitely should have. Yeah, because that is Ward two,
0: right? That just yeah. is Ward Two?
1: Mm hmm.
0: Huh. I'm surprised they didn't for the digital client because they have already changed a mass to a mass zombies. <laughs> in the digital client, because that's how easy it is. I'm on it. I'm just surprised that doesn't say ward 2. Yeah. Um I just kinda think I put Frost Titan above Inferno in my you opinion. You
1: didn't earlier.
0: You're right, I didn't. I put it above Grave. I'm sorry. But I know Grave is pretty good as well, because it just pumps out creatures like crazy.
1: Yes, it does. In it's draft, crazy. oh my god, that card is unbeatable.
0: Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure all of these are unbeatable in a draft. I'm sure in, dra- in a draft format, if you drop a Titan, it doesn't matter which one it is, you're winning that game. Unless your opponent goes, Titan, and you're just get two Titans attacking each other. Uh, the next blue card here is Repeal. X in a blue. Return target non permanent with mana value X to its owner's hand. Draw a card. We'll it's okay. Things. Sure. It'll we'll do things.
1: It's a card. It's a common. Again, you don't have to buy it. Right. Because it's a common. And
0: then we get Vendillion. Man. <clears throat> <which, throat> How the was mighty have fallen. Five years
1: ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I and remember, then uh, when Modern Horizons came out.
0: I remember when the Modern Horizons came out. Uh, it was the ones in the terrible booster packs. They weren't regular boosters. They were like the cardboard boosters.
1: Oh, Because they were yep, trying yep. to get
0: rid of the waste. And I only remember that. was that Modern thing.
1: Masters, too.
0: And Vendillion Click was in it, right? Yeah. Yep. I only remember it because I pulled a Vendillion, I pulled a Foil Vendillion Click out of one of those packs. Friend bought two packs and said, Happy birthday, and handed me one. Opened them up, and he was so upset that I opened up the Foil Vendillion Click. He was so mad about that. That couldn't have been his card. If he just gave me the other pack, I could have gotten the crap pack, and he could have gotten it. And I'm like,
1: Do you want it? It's,
0: <laughs> it's my birthday. Shouldn't you be happy that the person you gave a birthday gift to didn't get didn't get a crap card, but got a nice expensive card? Shouldn't yes. you be happy about that? Sometimes I wonder about my friends. <laughs> I, I no longer talk to that person, so it's yeah,
1: fun. smart. There you go.
0: So black, we've got Grave Titan, which is, like I said, it's great. Death Touch, when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you get two, two, two black zombies. That'll go crazy. Yes, it does. Until somebody plays the next card, Echoing Echoing
1: Decay, (laughs) target
0: creature, and all creatures with the same name as that creature get minus two, minus two until end of turn, and then they just take out all your zombies.
1: True. But does Echoing Decay, is that going to see a lot of play, do you think?
0: No. Oh god no. no. This is this is out of all of the cards we've seen so far, this is the worst.
1: I agree. Yep. This it is, is the worst
0: card on this so far.
1: It's better than a quarter shield. Correct. <laughs> but not by much.
0: Correct. I agree with that statement
1: wholeheartedly, Tony. Yep. Because <laughs> honestly, this is disfigure for the most part. Yep. Generally when you play this, it's gonna be disfigure. And disfigure costs one. Correct. So. Yep.
0: The next one we have is on Earth. A black mana to return target creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And can be cycled for two mana. I think it's a good card. Yeah. It's a very good card.
1: Yeah. I could definitely see this returning a Kroxa and a Lurus mm-hmm. And a bunch of cards in that, you know, vein.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you don't need it, you cycle it away. Yep. Then Bloodghast.
1: Oh, Blood Gas works great with Unearth, doesn't it? Unearth something else? Oh, no, that's the other card. I was no. thinking of Gravecrawler. You're thinking Gravecrawler. No, no. Cast. The blue-black one. That's when another creature comes Prized back from the graveyard. Amalgam? Prized Amalgam? yep. Yeah, this is the one that you can play it if you play a land.
0: Mm-hmm. You may return it from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. And it has haste as long as you have 10 or less life.
1: An oh. opponent has 10 or less.
0: An opponent, correct. Um, this was in uh, Dredge, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be for sure.
0: Yeah, but it could make it into the historic version of Dredge, because there is a historic version of Dredge, right?
1: Yep, yes, there so is. That,
0: that's another card that could go in there. I like that. Yeah, oh,
1: and that would cool. definitely help with uh, the prized amalgams that are definitely already there.
0: Mm-hmm. I did not see this. And... Clearly, you know it's not Inferno Titan, because you know I didn't see this. (laughs) One of my favorite red cards of all time is Tribal
1: Flames. Okay. I,
0: I love me a Tribal Flames. I love paying two mana to deal five damage, because I am, I am, what's the word I'm looking for, greedy in my mana base. Sure. You know what I mean? I love that, because most mana bases are greedy anyway that I play especially in a tribal flames deck come on tribal flames with um the territorial kavu decks oh
1: absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. oh domain decks are gonna 100 percent play this card
0: only thing i don't like is it's a sorcery but for five damage i'm okay with it and it's almost always gonna be five damage sometimes any target yep any target five damage to any target for two mana come on i love tribal flames
1: and the best thing about this card Mm -hmm. it's an uncommon Yep. Again, you don't have to buy this one because it's an uncommon.
0: Are you not buying this, Tony?
1: Oh, I am 100% not buying this. Really? Yes. I'm surprised, that's all. I'm surprised. No, no, no. Like, all the best cards are commons and uncommons. Yeah. The cards I want to play. The titans, I don't care about. I'm not going to... Like, yeah, maybe Primeval Titan I would put in a deck. But I can use a couple... You know. But
0: you will only probably craft one of those.
1: Correct, yeah. Hmm. But meanwhile, the play sets of cards I want, like Wild and like Tribal Flames, like uh, on maybe Unearth. Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giver of Runes, I would want a play set, probably.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But even, I don't even know if a play set, maybe two or three. Just seems like I would be better off yeah. using my wild cards on most of these cards so far. I hear you. So far, I mean, I mean, we still got green and multicolored to go.
0: I hear you. So well, green, we've got Primeval Titan, which we've talked about. Like yep. I said, I want to try to run that in the deck. We've got Wild and the Cattle, which I don't know why. A possible 3-3 for one mana. All right, even if it is a 3-3 for one mana. At that point, it's a vanilla 3-3 for one mana. It's worth it. Yep. And just don't... I, I used to run this. I used to run this in a deck with another card in later in this because it was fun to do. But now it's just useless.
1: Yeah, I agree. A 3 3 on turn one is not good enough anymore.
0: Correct. Um, we got Acidic Slime. Three oh, I three. love Acidic Slime. Death Touch, when it enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact, enchantment, or land. For, and it's a 2-2. This is a great card. This, this is, is a, a
1: favorite, fantastic favorite card. Favorite. I used to play this deck, this card in so many tabletop decks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Because it could all destroy
1: lands. And then I would just return it to my hand, cast it again, mm-hmm. start just destroying everybody's it. land.
0: Yep, just blink it. Brand that in blink decks all the time.
1: And then one more green card, Tooth and Nail.
0: Okay, okay. This is one of those (laughs) cards I look at and I go, you know what? We need this for Historic Brawl.
1: Exactly, yep. So you need one.
0: This is not a card that you need four of in the deck. You're right about that,
1: Tony. Yep. So you can buy just one, and it's fine.
0: Do you know what you do want to craft four of with your Uncommon Wild cards?
1: Uh, Is that the next multicolored card?
0: Bloodbraid Elf.
1: Oh my god, I can't wait to cast a Bloodbraid Elf.
0: (laughs) I have won a tournament off-casting Bloodbraid Elf. Cast the Bloodbraid Elf. Bloodbraid Elf cascaded into um, three mana, deal three damage, Anger of the Gods.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Bloodbraid hit Anger of the Gods and wiped my opponent's field. Bloodbraid came in and killed my opponent for the win, and that's how I won a tournament.
1: That is a beautiful thing right there. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. So, Bloodbraid Elf I have a place in my heart for. I don't like this... uh, Version of it. Don't like this artwork. Prefer the older artwork myself, but that's just me being picky and just like the blood brain off of the client.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely going to make a place out of that.
0: Yep,
1: yep. Um, we got a few artifacts. artifacts. Yes, yes, we do. And most of them are uncommon, which is yep. great. Um, mortar Pod, we're going to start with. Two mana for the living weapon. Can sacrifice the creature that it's equipped to deal damage to any target.
0: Is it worth it? Is
1: is it? I I know Mortar Pod sees play, right? Does it? I I thought it did, but I don't see how, really. I don't either. I think it's a bad card, but...
0: Agreed. Warren Power Stone's pretty good, though. Yes, it is. Yep. I mean, it's not great, but it's pretty good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, in any Paradox Engine deck, it's going to work.
0: Yep. Yep, that'll be very helpful in Paradox Engine decks. Yep,
1: I agree. Yeah, Wayfarer's Bauble is a great card.
0: That is a great card. That is a very, very, very good card. Again, probably in Brawl and not very much regular historic, but again, I'm okay with Brawl cards being put in this. Yep. And then we get Sword of Fire and Ice, which I love.
1: Everybody loves a Sword of Fire and Ice. The card's great.
0: It is great. The best sword?
1: That's what people have said.
0: Arguably the best sword. Yep. Argument could be made for, like, one of the other ones, but this is arguably one of the best swords.
1: Yeah. The newest one, people are saying, too, is one of the top ones. Yeah? Yeah. And I, I personally... Feast and Famine's still my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, Sword of Fire and Ice you can't go wrong with. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I agree. It's great. But again... It's a Brawl card, it's not going to go in a lot of actual decks, and even when it does, you're not going to
1: need multiple of them. Correct, yep. Yep. It might go in some sort of, like, uh <clears throat> Hammer Time deck, maybe. But
0: in my opinion,
1: the reason why it's worth
0: buying this is the land section.
1: Hmm, interesting, okay.
0: I don't want to have to waste 20 rare wild cards. For these, te- for these five lands.
1: I know these lands are good, but I don't like them. I don't want to have to pay life to add mana. It's
0: it's the situational times. You know, Sunbaked Canyon and Fiery <coughs> Islet are two that I own in paper four copies of because they're that good. Yeah. If I want to play my Red White Burn deck, Sunbaked Canyon is amazing in Red White Burn. Because you can just cycle it away to draw a card, and yeah, yeah, one yeah. one damage to you in a burn deck, you're not going to use this land until you absolutely have to. But I think, in my opinion, this land cycle is worth buying all of these because I don't want to have to waste the twenty wild cards to buy these lands. Yeah,
1: yeah I find my land base in historic is already full of cards, and they're ones that I generally like. So mm-hmm. where am I gonna? What am I gonna take out to put these in? And Maybe I'd put one or two. I just, I'm not a fan of paying life for mana.
0: I understand. I get that. It, and I, I get that. I, for me, this was worth it when I saw those lands. Because literally, like you said, nothing else here really is worth getting four copies of. Yep. You know, it might just be worth getting the one fire and ice. Four Wayfarer's Bobble, four Warren, Power Stone, four Bloodbraid Elf, one Tooth and Nail, one Prime Time, four Necattle, four Ascidic Slime, four Tribal Flames, one Inferno Titan, and even not even getting them, but waiting till you need them to get them.
1: I get yes. that. I get that. I think that's what I'm going to do with this one, in particular. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if if you find it worth it, mm-hmm. absolutely buy it. I mm-hmm. I'm not trying to t- dissuade you from doing it. Correct. I'm just saying what I plan on doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's move on to some deck lists.
0: Okay.
1: How does that sound to you? Sounds great. You got a good uh, one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a pretty good one today. All right, start
0: off with a good one then.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you remember the colorless eggs deck that we used to play? Yes. Well, there's a better version oh, okay. that I found now. Okay. Uh, this one has four Cold Steel Heart, one Golden Egg. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a Golden Egg; it was supposed to be another One Ring, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to use a wild card on it, Gotcha. or I don't think I had an extra Mythic wild card to use. Gotcha. So I used a Golden Egg to kind of just filler card. Uh, four Guardian Idol, four Maze Mind Tome, four Mind Stone, four Cloud Key. Four Semblance Anvil. It's all looking relatively familiar here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One Aetherflex. We're going to get to the uh, One Ring at some point, and that's going to be the big difference.
1: Yes. One flex Reservoir. Three Karn the Great Creator. uh, Four Mystic Forge. Two One Rings. One Forsaken Monument. And three Paradox
0: Engine. And a bunch
1: of colorless lands. I'm telling you, there is no better feeling on this earth than having the One Ring out with a Paradox Engine in play. Yeah. You're literally drawing your entire library and winning the game. Yeah. I have won on turn three multiple times with this deck. Wow. And you, it's just like... You know
0: I love decks like this, <laughs> so you're sending this my way. You are putting <laughs> it in the Patreon-exclusive Discord.
1: Well, do you want to know my win rate?
0: You're sending me this deck regardless, because I'm taking okay. it anyway. Regardless
1: Sounds good. Of how
0: bad you did with it. I know I can do better. <laughs>
1: Uh, on the <laughs> play, 50, 50% on the play.
0: And on the draw? 75%.
1: Ooh,
0: okay. So that's actually not
1: terrible. 64% win rate.
0: That's not bad, Tony.
1: No, it's not. It's 9-5. Um, that doesn't include the stuff I played on my phone, and I'm pretty sure I'm right around there also. I feel mm-hmm. like I usually win with this, but um looking at my matchups. Uh, <coughs> going against Demir. I'm 0-3 against Demir.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes, and um, going against the Red-Blue Wizards deck, also, yeah. just get destroyed by that deck. It just goes too fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Mono Red, I'm 50% win rate. Gruel 2-0. and uh, White, 1-0. Control, 1-0. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I love this deck, and I think it's a lot of fun to play. And there's times when you think you're going to be losing, and then just all of a sudden, you know, you get to cast one spell. And then mm-hmm. you just... Cycle through your deck, and then win. This a bunch of I, I played play against elves a bunch. I feel like, and it just wins out of nowhere. Like they mm-hmm. don't expect it, and you they go played for, so many spells. They go for the uh, the win with uh, you know all their elves, mm-hmm. and you you play the one ring. So like okay, well now I get a way to turn, mm-hmm. and that one turn is all you need. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sideboard in this, you got one Tormod's Crypt, I've never needed that. Uh, one flex R- Reservoir, I have grabbed that. Yep. Uh, one Ancestral Statue. I won a game with this card.
0: What is Ancestral Statue?
1: <laughs> oh, exactly, right? It's from Jumpstart. Okay. It's four mana for a 3-4 Artifact Golem. When it enters the battlefield, return a non-land permanent you control to its owner's hand. Okay. Uh, you return itself. And then you cast it.
0: Is it two mana?
1: It's four mana.
0: Four mana, but you've you've made it so you can play no- pay nothing for it.
1: Uh, either nothing or very low mana, and then as long as you have a paradox engine in play, all oh, your mana is okay. untapping every gotcha. time. So you're yeah. making near infinite mana. Gotcha. And you're getting a spell, a spell, a spell for your etherflex reservoir.
0: And then just booming them to the face. Nice. Yeah. And
1: then that when you're untapping nice. things, you're untapping like the maze mind tomes, draw a card. You're untapping the one ring to draw cards. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And there's God, no... Send
0: me this deck. I gotta play it. Gotta yeah, it's play got, it. Totally. It's got
1: a one ring in the sideboard, a Forsaken Monument, a Paradox Engine, and a Cityscape Leveler. Again, I've never played that card. There's no Cityscape reason for Leveller it. Cityscape Leveler
0: is so good, though. It is uh, so good.
1: What am... I mean, I basically sometimes, would use it to destroy... Sometimes
0: there is one target you need to take out. Yep. Yeah. And that'll do it. You know what I mean? There is there is a target. It needs to go away. Cityscape Leveler can do it.
1: Yep. Um, when they play the 3-3 Dinosaur that you're, you can't gain life, Yep. that I had trouble beating. Yep. And this would have worked perfect for that, but he ended up winning Ran- before.
0: for Rostodon.
1: Yes. Yes, that's the card. Yep. And I love this deck. I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yep. Like I said, send it my way. I'm ready. Inject it. Let's go. I will okay, be doing that before vein. we end. Before I edit the podcast, no, I won't. <laughs> we'll edit the podcast before playing games of magic. Anyway,
1: yes, of course. I, of course. I've got a
0: new deck that I tried out this week. This okay. is a This is a blink deck. Runs four Cloud Shift, four Thraebi Inspector, two Dawnbringer Bringer Cleric, four Momentary Blink, four Slip on the Ring. Do you know what Slip on the Ring is?
1: Uh, it's a two mana blink card.
0: Blink, and then the ring tempts you. Yep. 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 Um, four spirited companion, four of one of the best commons in the set, jewel thief. Sure. Love the love those three mana th- ridiculous spells from that set, jewel thief and uh, inspiring angel, inspiring something or other. Yep. There's this angel that was ridiculous from that set, too. 2-1 to uh,
1: flyer, draw a card, gain a life.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. I run into my angel stack. It's gross. Uh, 2 Land visionaries, 4 Boulder Branch Golem.
1: Boulder Branch Golem. I don't remember what that card does.
0: It's a 7-drop, 6-5. When it enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to its power. It has prototype, so for 3 in a green, you can play it as a 3-3. Three, three.
1: Okay, it's, sure. And then I you remember blink that one
0: and now it's big. Yep. For Rust Golem, which is a 10-mana, 10-10 artifact creature with Reach and Trample, prototype three and two greens for a 3-5. Blink, and now you've got a 10-10 Trample.
1: Yep. I'm yep, like, yep. okay.
0: Blink this, and now i got a 10-10 Trample. That sounds like fun. Let's go. So, play my first game. My first game was against a uh, red... It was against a... Um, Goblins deck, and there they go, Skirk Prospector into like Cabaretty Revels, and just Muxus, and I got annihilated.
1: Just absolutely,
0: <laughs> I'm like, this deck is not not going to go quick enough whatsoever to beat the to beat goblins ever. This deck is not designed to go quick enough to beat goblins. So I play my second game, and my second game was against a blue, black, green mill deck. So, they were like trying to mill me out with like a Glimpse of the Unthinkable and Mesmeric Orb and Hideous Laughter. They were casting stuff like that, and I very easily beat that deck. That deck was not difficult to beat once I got, you know, big old 1010 creature just trampling over them. That was not difficult to beat whatsoever. Then I get to my next game, and my next game was a mono green. They went Elfish Mystic into Leaf Crown Visionary, into Elfish Archdruid, and Marwin and Karn, and I'm like, this deck is not gonna be fast enough to beat that deck. And that's when I realized this deck is not gonna be fast enough to play in this format, period.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Period. This this deck is just not fast enough. It looks fun, but it is yep. I went one two with it and just dropped it. It was I literally played three games, won one of them, but those other two, I went, this deck is not fast. This deck cannot be designed.
1: Well, that's when you listen to last week's casual upgrades, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And take it into the play queue and not not the ranked queue?
0: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe.
1: But I just
0: just, decided to find other decks instead. Okay. It was not fun. It looked fun. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't.
1: Yeah. Um, I can talk about some bad decks if you want, because I played yeah. a lot of decks this week, believe it or not, uh, because I started losing again. Mm-hmm. That cat deck just wasn't working for me at all. Yep. Nope. So then I found one that said, Mythic top 500, Curses deck in standard. What? <laughs> that is 100% what I said. What? you got to be kidding me. And I was at the bottom of um, Platinum. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "What's the worst that can What's the worst I can do? Just lose nine minutes and fifty one seconds of my time? Sure, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I guess that's the worst thing that could possibly happen is I lose nine minutes and fifty one seconds of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got three curse of silence, two cut down, two make disappear, two faith bound judge, three wedding announcement to dissipate, four curse of leeches." two Path of Peril, one Celestis, three Wandering Emperor, two Devious Cover-Up, two Elspeth Resplendent, two Sunfall, three Curse of Surveillance, and three Teferi Temporal Pilgrim.
0: Interesting. This is not a deck I will ever (coughs) play. Ever.
1: No, you're smart. Because I went 0 and 4.
0: No, this is just (laughs) not my style deck whatsoever, though.
1: I just wanted to try it. I wanted to see, like, how does Mm -hmm. Curses work in Standard? I didn't know Curses were a thing in Standard. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not a thing in standard, just so you know.
0: Clearly not. Clearly not a thing in standard. No. (laughs)
1: Uh, So after that, I saw a legendary, a Bant Legend Ramp deck. Okay. And I was like, let's go. Let's check it out. Four Evolving Adaptive, four Thalia, four Protect the Negotiators to Counterspell. Okay. Uh, Four Queer and beast caller. Uh, one Denic, Pious Apprentice, three Adeline,
0: yep.
1: three Augur of Autumn, yep. three Inga and Asika. Okay. It, you know what that... Yep. <coughs> three Silverback Elder, two Sanctuary Warden, two Titan of Industry, two Galta and Maverin in a bunch of lands.
0: Yeah, this seems terrible as well.
1: I wasted 19 minutes and 49 seconds there. <laughs> Going one and four. Yeah, yep. that was not good. Not good. I mean, I started with... Oh, no, I started with a loss and then a win. I beat mm. Superman, so I was like, it's got to be a good <laughs> deck, right? I mean, if you can beat Superman with a Magic deck... <laughs> but then, I, of course, I couldn't beat King Hudson, Magic the Goal, and, and and Magic Maniac, you know? So, mm-hmm. not they a good deck. Superman, yeah.
0: All right, well, I got one more deck before we can wrap it up. Sounds good to me. Um, I was I made it up to diamond, nice from diamond tier four, and once I hit diamond tier four, I on the back of just my angels deck, I'm like I'm angels out. Want to find something else? Don't want to learn anything. What does this say? Burn. Let's go. Four commando faces, Kakazan. Two monastery swift spear. Four play with fire. Four monastery slow spear, aka soul Skarmage. Uh, four Eidolon of the Great Revel, three Kerry Zev, four Lightning Strike, four Bone Crusher Giant, three Goblin Chain Whirler, two Rampaging for Rastodon, th- three Tor-Bran, and four Den of the Bugbear, four Ranin' Up Ruins, one, I'm going to pronounce this one wrong too, Sokazan Crucible of Defiance, and then 14 Mountains. That
1: oh, yeah, was one of the best pronunciations you did, was that Sokazan? Wow,
0: awesome. Um, so I lost my first game against it against a Chocobo that was their name was Chocobo and nice. they they played Gleeful Demonition uh, Thraven Inspector Venerated Loxodon, Regal Leosaur so yeah th- that, that Boros many creatures deck annihilated me and I was on the draw every other game I played which was only four I've only played this five games were all on the play and my win rate on the play is 100%. Ooh, nice.
1: And my win rate
0: on the draw is 0%. So I went 4-1. I've only played five games with this deck. I really don't feel like I could tell you how good or bad this deck is, even though I went 4-1, and, and I should be like, this deck is amazing. I, I know that that's not true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eidolon of the Great Revel is a very good card. You just need to know how to play it. Um, I beat my opponent early... One of my opponents by having two Eidolon of the Revels and Eidolon of the Great Revel in play, and just attacking them with them, and not playing <laughs> any more spells, until they were at an enough life where, if they played a spell, they were dead, or if I played a spell, they were dead, and that that is the fun Eidolon lock you can get. This I've played Eidolon in Modern Burn before, so I very much know how this deck, how that card works. Also. Rampaging Ferrastodon and zev are not cards I like to see in the same deck.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: Personally, I don't like to put zev in a deck that I'm running Rampaging Ferrastodon in. Seems like that doesn't work out too well in my
1: opinion. Yeah, seems like a non-bow to me.
0: Yep. That doesn't seem to work to me. So I might end up making some personal adjustments taking out Carizev's. There's two Monastery Swift Spears, but four Monastery Slow Spears doesn't make sense to me. So I literally might take two of those carry zebs out for monastery swift spears, and maybe just keep one in. You know what I mean? One of those and two velociraptors might not seem terrible to me, but I have gone four and one, so I guess I can't really complain too too much. I so, did I did mulligan a hand that was two lands and four commando faces kakazans because I'm like that's a little ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: little absurd. I don't need that many.
1: <laughs> Gotta love the shuffler. All right, well, you can find the Filthy Net Netdeckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much anywhere you want to find us. That's what you can do.
0: He's not putting on his threads, though.
1: No, not no threads yet. Not until I determine that it's a real thing. What was the other one that was out there for a little Mastodon. while? Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah, we're not doing Pe- that either. People
0: are still going, I'm on Mastodon still, so, yeah.
1: Didn't Google have their own one, too? Like the Google yeah. Room or something?
0: What was it? I can't remember what it was called, but no one was on it. Yeah,
1: no one went to it. No,
0: it was like literally. Oh, you have one of those? Ha ha, loser. That's what it ended up being.
1: Yep. Uh, you can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me on TikTok, Tony the Magic Man. I could definitely use some more followers. I'm close to the ten thousand follower mark, so I'm really hoping to uh, cross that in the next few weeks. Uh, Patreon.com slash FilthyNetDeckers if you want to join the greatest people on this earth, uh, the people who actually support us, and we really appreciate every single one of them so much. But if you're hearing our voice, whether it's for the first time, whether it's for the 108th time, we appreciate every single one of you. We love you all. Love Feel you free all. to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And Nate, that's it. We're done.
0: We are done. Bye, everyone.
1: I don't know.